Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land Stick to Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Tamanini, and as always, I am joined by the one and only Tia Johnston. Tia, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We are not recording on Thanksgiving, obvi, um, but this is airing in your podcast feed on Thanksgiving. So we are in a very sentimental holiday mood today as we will be talking about all things that we are thankful for, be those Ohio State football related or flavored chip related, because that is what we do <laughs> here on Stick to Sports. We talk about things around the periphery of Ohio State athletics, as well as things that keep us distracted and entertained in between the games. So Tia, we are thankful, we are sentimental, we are a little uh, emotional and mushy today. So what we are not going to talk about is last week's game against Indiana. Please um, there has <laughs> there has been enough discussion on our social meds, on our website, in our podcasts about that game. If y'all need more of that, find it elsewhere because <laughs> we don't need to wade into that. We've talked far too much about the neuroticism and angst of Ohio State football fans, ourselves included. Uh, that we don't need to bring down your holiday on that. So, what we're going to start with, Tia, is talking about some Ohio State football memories that we are most thankful for. You and I being of different generations, it's kind of interesting because I went to school. I was in school when uh, John Cooper was fired and Jim Tressel was hired. You, I think, were in school for, were you all Urban Meyer? No, I was there, I think, one year for Jim Tressel. So you got Tressel, uh, Tressel, Fickle and then and then Urban and then Urban. Okay. Yep. All right. So we've got a pretty wide range of eras and teams um, that we draw back on just from the time that we were students, but also obviously we've been lifelong fans, both of us uh, as well. So and we've also had very different experiences. So I, I think that this should be fun. So um, why don't you go ahead? Why don't you start with what is uh, your first, and I don't know how many you have, but what is your first memory that you are most thankful for related to Ohio State football? So I thought about this and I feel like I I feel like I'm most thankful that we won a national championship while I was in school, right. like while I was a student. But Me too. That's one of mine too. Yeah, like that's the easy answer. But the game that had like the most like emotional impact like to the point where I actually cried was 2016 Ohio State Michigan and that's probably because I was there and it was like the last Michigan game as a student and obviously you know how the game ended so I think experience wise I'm gonna go with 2016 Michigan but like what am I most thankful for definitely 2015 Sugar Bowl and the national championship. What's so crazy about this, Tia, is is that the two that I picked are the 2003 BCS national championship uh, game, which was the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, so obviously winning a national championship while I was a student. And then that season's Michigan game, which was my last Michigan game as a student. And they're oh <laughs> so we're very much the same um, <laughs> on these. I remember... so. I think I've told this story in some of our land grant. I think it might have been in our land grant Zoom call earlier this year. But back in 2002, Ohio Stadium still had uh, a grass field. So I was a senior. I was somewhere in a deck, I think, on the northwest side of the stadium. And this was 
pretty much a guarantee. Ohio State wins that game against Michigan. They are going to the BCS National Championship, and the Buckeyes won, and literally everybody flooded the field. And we all ran down, and we were celebrating. None of us had any idea what the hell we were doing on the field. Um, So being a dork and a loser that I am, I just took some grass out of the field uh, right at the 50-yard line, put it in my pocket, I guess. I think I'd have to. Um, And took it home. I took it back to my parents' house um, because that was, if you remember back then, this was the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Um, That's what they've only recently moved the games to after Thanksgiving. So I took it home to my parents' house for Thanksgiving and we put it in, I think we just put it in like a, a white styrofoam cup. And it lived on my parents' windowsill in the kitchen for for a couple of years until they moved to Florida. Um, and I don't know. I guess we got rid of it after that, which I feel really bad about now. I feel like I should have put it in a Chia Pet or something of like Brutus. <laughs> um, but like that's such a great memory for me. Um, and one of the reasons I felt OK taking the grass out, one, it was the final game of the season. But I think the next year is when they put turf in for the first time. So I think we knew that already. Um, but that was just so meaningful for me as somebody who grew up during the John Cooper era when beating Michigan was not just something that we did every year like it is now when it's just assumed and expected that we're going to beat Michigan by 40 points. Um, it was still kind of a rare thing for the Buckeyes to to beat Michigan on a yearly basis. So that was a big deal for me as well. So I, I, I definitely think that that's up there. Um, I've got some great memories from the Fiesta Bowl later that season. I was sitting on like the far end and Miami was getting ready to score on in the other end zone. And so I was sitting next to uh, my friend Katie Virtue, who at the time, and for all I know very well, might still be the all-time assist leader for Ohio State women's volleyball. And it looked like Miami was going to score. I was so disappointed that Ohio State was going to blow a lead, something that has become fairly standard operating procedure for them in recent seasons. So I was like sitting down in the aisle and Katie being the ever optimistic, positive person said, no, get up there. let cheer. We, they need it. You know, they can still pull this out. And I stood up in time to see them throw the flag for pass interference that continued the game. And obviously they have ended up going on to win. So just a lot of great memories around that season, especially because it really was, it was my senior season. It was kind of the culmination of the end of the John Cooper era and the beginning of the Jim Trestle era. So uh, lots of really good memories related to that season. There's a ton more being a lifelong Buckeye fan, but those especially stand out because of how special that season was. Yeah, I feel like there's two different types of Ohio State fans where there's like the group that went through the John Cooper era and then there's me Mm -hmm. because my mom and my family, like (laughs) they remind me every season that I am a spoiled Ohio State fan. Like, losing to Michigan and just losing in general is just not an option. And they're like, you don't even know, like, how bad we had it. And you should just be thankful that they've beaten (laughs) Michigan this many times and all this. And I'm like, no, like, I can't. I can't handle a Michigan loss. Yeah, it, I I can't even begin to tell you how painful those losses were because for a long time, John Cooper's teams were like, 
they were with Urban Meyer and Ryan Day. They were like the most talented team in the conference, so many future NFL stars, and yet for whatever reason, they could not get over the hump to beat Michigan. And in the years in which they did beat Michigan, they lost inexplicably to somebody else earlier in the season, which meant they couldn't win the national championship. So it was just a different time, and I'm very glad to not have to live through those. So yes, we had to deal with John Cooper. We walked uphill both ways barefoot in the snow to get to Ohio stadium during those times (laughs) but um i would much rather be living in the days now where we take for granted that they're going to beat michigan i'm fine with that um i have no problem with ohio state winning by 40 but those are good too another good memory (laughs) that i'll just mention real quick is i was super young i was probably in eighth grade or freshman in high school um it was Eddie George's senior season. And back in the day, they used to do senior tackle in Ohio Stadium, and it was open to fans. And this was, again, the Saturday before Thanksgiving because the Michigan game, or it wasn't the Saturday, it was the, the Thursday or Friday before because the game was on Saturday before Thanksgiving. So I went and watched Eddie George's last senior tackle, which was a cool event. And I, for whatever reason, Urban Meyer, and I can't even remember, Jim Tressel might not have made those public, but that was a really cool experience that uh, that I'll never forget. Yeah, that would be so cool to watch. You were like two or something, so that's <laughs> fun. Uh, anyway, all right, so let us know what your favorite, well, do you have any others, Tia, that you wanted to mention? The only one that I can think of right off the top of my head is, I th- was it 2016 Wisconsin when it went into overtime? Do you remember that when they stopped them at the end zone? Was that the year when they had to? Was that the year that they had to fix the turf for like ten minutes? I think so. I, I was can't remember. at the game, and that was fun because they put me on TV, like oh, nice. right when it was like the third down, and for Ohio State to win, they had to stop them, and it shot to me and my cousin just looking like absolutely terrified, and then we ultimately <laughs> won, so we're like cheering. And it's crazy and it's hectic. And I look at my phone and I have probably 37 text messages. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, what do. happened? <laughs> and I check my phone and everyone's like, I saw you on TV. That's I was awesome. like, I was on TV? What? Yeah. Um, but the only downside of that was so we had to park like, I don't know, a mile and a half away, whatever. And it just started torrential downpouring. I have never been in that heavy of a rain, a rainstorm, and we had to walk all the way back to our car in it. And I was like, this is really dampering my mood right now. (laughs) Literally, literally (laughs) dampening. (laughs) But that was a good one. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So those are good memories. Let us know what your uh, Ohio State memory that you are most thankful for over at Land Grant 33 on the Twitter machine. Uh, We will be trying to highlight some of those on Thanksgiving as well. All right, sticking with the Thanksgiving theme here, Tia, I am interested in what your Thanksgiving consumption is like. Full disclosure, I am not a Thanksgiving food person. Like, I, I'll eat the turkey. I like the turkey. We've got a couple family things that, that I eat. But I am not into all of the stuffings and the cranberry stuff and oh all of those casseroles. Like, that just ain't for me. Um It's not my things, but I want to know like what your favorite Thanksgiving side dish is. Okay, so I'm the opposite. I am not big on the turkey or ham or like the main quote unquote dishes. I am such a side dish person. So I hate answering this question because I cannot pick. But if I had to pick, I would say sweet potatoes 
or stuffing. However, I'm also tempted to say Brussels sprouts, but only the way my grandma makes them, which is by adding so much like glaze and seasoning and butter. Like they become so unbelievably unhealthy that you can hardly call them Brussels sprouts anymore, but they're so good. So good. I love Thanksgiving side dishes. Okay. I'm a very weird eater. Like, I might be in my late 30s, but I have the uh, taste palate of, like, an eight-year-old. So um, <laughs> that might explain it a little bit. But um, my two are, we have a family dish. It's similar to, like, a heavenly hash. Um, and it probably is a heavenly hash, just kind of slightly different. The, the, the consistency of the marshmallows uh, is a little different. But it's, like, marshmallow with a bunch of fruit, like, Maraschino cherries, um, pineapple, grapes, um, stuff like that. So that's a good one for me. But my favorite side dish of all time, Thanksgiving or not, is something that has become a staple of every holiday in my family because I make the rest of my family (laughs) have it on every holiday, birthday, whatever, is Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. They are God's gift. I've already gotten two boxes that I'm going to take to my parents' house for Thanksgiving and make my dad make them yes. because he puts ample butter on them. Um, they are the they are manna from the heaven. They are the mm-hmm. nectar of the gods. They are the greatest things. Like I love me some Olive Garden breadsticks as well. Those are good, but nothing holds a candle nothing. to Red Lobster or Cheddar Bay Biscuits. So, so good. I don't know why I've never thought of that, like to bring that. Because we usually oh. each bring a side dish, and I don't know what I bring usually, but that is such a good idea. I thought of Cam when you said that you have a um, like eating habits of an eight-year-old, because <laughs> so Cam <laughs> like Thanksgiving is not a holiday in Australia, so he does not care about it. But he came to my family yeah. Thanksgiving I think like once before he was in the NFL, and on his plate was mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's it. Like, he scooped up some mashed potatoes, and that's all he wanted from... I get it. I get it. It's weird, because (laughs) because here's the thing. Like, especially for him, who didn't grow up with the traditions of Thanksgiving, like, I'm sure turkey or ham or whatever those i'm sure he's you know familiar with but like the rest of the stuff like we don't eat stuffing any other time of the year yeah. so it's like what the it's hell obscure. is stuffing and like all <laughs> yeah. of the random like green bean casseroles obviously he, i'm sure he knows what green beans are but like what is why is it in but a no, casserole yeah, that's a it's just one. weird like all of the stuff that we eat for things like, like who eats cranberry sauce on a regular basis so i get it from him it's like why <laughs> risk it you don't know what the hell any of this stuff is I'm in a, a in a country that eats weird food on this holiday that we don't have back home. Like I, I get it. I mean, like I'm a little surprised he didn't even do the the turkey or whatever because like it's turkey. It's you know whatever. I mean, but like yeah. the rest of it, I totally totally get where where he's coming from. Okay, what is your what's your status with pumpkin pie? Yet on the pumpkin pie, I don't love the pumpkin <gasps> pie. Give me. I also got an, oh a. a Marie Callender's Dutch apple cinnamon crumble pie that I'm going to take to my parents. Okay, that sounds delicious. Really, but pumpkin really pie is unrivaled. It's just not my thing. In my world. Like, banana cream pie is my favorite pie. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. Don't put sliced 
nuts or whatever. I don't even know what almonds or whatever. Don't put that crap on top of my banana cream pie. But <laughs> banana cream pie is my favorite. The apple pie is is very strong uh, as well. But the pumpkin, I just don't love the pumpkin stuff. I don't love the pumpkin spice um, deal. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you either love it or you hate it, I feel like, with pumpkin. Yeah, not my thing. Now, those little candy pumpkins for, like, Halloween and Thanksgiving, I can mess around with, with a few of those at a time. Not many, because eventually they just get to be too much. Candy pumpkins? What? Like the little, ca- What's the little candy pumpkins? <laughs> Like you never what? I don't know what you're talking about. Like like candy shaped as pumpkins? Hold on. Yes. What hold on, I'm sending you this in slow. But it's not actually pump like pumpkin pie. No, it's like flavored. no, not at all. It's just go- gobs of nasty sugar. <laughs> hold on, I'm sending it like candy corn? <laughs> kind yeah, they're like the pumpkins that come with candy corn. Here, I'm sending it to you in Slack. These things. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love Can- candy corn. And whatever yeah, uh, those are. Yeah, the the little things are like orange <laughs> with the oddly green stems at the top. They're not good, but I can mess around with They're them. Also you know, like not I, in like the pumpkin pie neighborhood. No, <laughs> just no, 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 no. <laughs> just like just like banana cream pie and like banana candies are in very little relation to actual bananas that they taste nothing like it but you're like i don't like anything pumpkin flavored but i like these little pumpkin shaped yeah that don't taste like pumpkin. sugar yeah but let's be honest does pumpkin pie and pumpkin spice like that doesn't taste like pumpkin that's the whole thing with like pumpkin spiced latte it's not pumpkin flavored it's the spices that you put yeah into the pumpkin pie. So like even that's a little bit false advertising, which I think would probably confuse Cam as well because it's really just making stuff up for a holiday that doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the main event for this episode. We are talking about our 2020 Chip Championship bracket. In the tortilla region, we already know that the number three Tostitos Cantina traditional has moved on to the final four, and we now have the results from the potato chip region. It was number one, Ruffles, versus number three, Lays, and despite all of the haters out there, we went chalk. Like, this is... Ruffles and Lays are chalk. That's what happens in brackets. So don't bring me your little regional things that we didn't include because they're a mid-major that didn't make it out of the first, you know, round of 62. Chalk wins (laughs) in brackets. So, Tia, have you looked at the results from the potato region? I did. It wasn't even close. It was not close. It was never close. (laughs) With 536 votes, number one Ruffles defeats number three Lays with 58.6% of the vote. That means we have number one Ruffles facing off against number three Tostitos Cantina in the final four on one half of our bracket. So that's very exciting. So far... Those are my two favorites from each of the regions, so I feel, I'm feeling pretty good about my eight-year-old palette um, <laughs> matching up with that of the rest of the uh, general Land Grant Holy Land Twitter population. But we are now moving on to a region that is a little outside of my comfort zone. Like I said, I don't uh, my taste buds and palate are very weird. I am not a lots of flavor kind of guy, so we are moving into the flavored chip region. I think you've done a great job matching these things up, as always. So do you want to run through... (laughs) These are so weird. Um, (laughs) 
Do you want to run through the matchups in our flavored chip region? Yes, but first I want to add a disclaimer because I did not know how many of you were so passionate about kettle oh chips. Oh my god! Oh my and god! And I'm also directing this at our very own writer Meredith Hine, who texted me a strongly word- worded text about how we did not choose kettle chips over Lay's. And we also got a few tweets on that. And I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't think kettle chips are that great. Okay. And so anyway, that is why they are not listed in the flavored chip region, because I'm not going through that again. No, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Anyway, we have number one, original Doritos versus number eight, Lay's cappuccino flavored. Okay. We're going to, we're going to touch on that later. Okay. Number four, sour cream and onion Pringles versus number five, Funyuns. Number three, Cool Ranch Doritos versus number six, Lay's Salt and Vinegar. Number two, Ruffles Cheddar and Sour Cream versus number seven, Utes. I don't know. U-T-Z Red Hot. Yeah, I don't know if it's Utes or Utes. Um... Yeah, a reader suggested it, so... It's in here. Yeah, we we wanted to uh, give the shout out there. Um, Okay, so again, looking at this list, I'm going to be honest. I've only ever eaten one of these. (gasps) And I'm going to eat a second of them on the air (laughs) here in a minute. But I've literally only had one of these. I don't like the flavors. I just, I, they're just not my thing. But like, no, that's fair. But you've never even because no. I know which one you've had. Yeah. It's original Doritos. Correct. Yeah, I've got a bag right you've here. Never had Funyuns. No, never. No. Ooh, why? <gasps> why? I'm speechless, Matt. <laughs> well, speechless. Glad that I can help. So <laughs> I am going to be arguing on principle for these. As opposed to experience. So, you know my number one uh, original Doritos. I have a bag here. Taking a bite of the Doritos. Very good. Um, not yep. not great. I mean, they're good. They're solid. The best thing about Doritos, though, Tia, is the Doritos taco shells. Have you had those? Like what Taco Bell does? You can get them at Taco Bell like- or you can get, like, they sell them. That you can have at home. It might be generic. I don't know. But yeah, they're very good. Tacos in Dorito shells are great. So Yeah, I've had Taco Bell's version. Yeah, very, very good. Um, I don't like cappuccino, the drink. So I'm certainly not going to like cappuccino, the <laughs> chip. So my vote is number one, Doritos. And if, if you even try to argue that Lay's cappuccino <laughs> should win, I'm, I'm hanging up and we're done. Okay, I love flavored chips. So when you suggested original Doritos be in the number one seed i had to agree because they're they're great like they're so good um you also suggested that we include an outrageous flavor and lay's cappuccino kept popping up when i was searching and i only included this in in the bracket because i just want to make like a psa lay's i know that they do the competitions and like who can come up with flavors but like this just crosses a line, I feel. And Oreo, this goes for Oreos too. Like, stop. You don't need yeah. a watermelon flavored Oreo. You don't need a lemon flavored Oreo. You don't need these flavors. 
I will tell you the uh, cinnamon roll Oreos are really really good. okay. That's fair, but like the mm-hmm. like Lay's cappuccino, you're just wasting bags. You know who's buying this? I was I was getting I was getting gas yesterday, and I picked that's when I picked up these Doritos. They had a Lay's dill pickle, and oh, I've I seen like that too. Yeah, I like dill pickles, but I was like. I'm not even going to do this as a bit. Like, I'm not even going to have Tia put this in the bracket because I don't want to eat those. No. I don't. My friend Patty Murin, who was the original Princess Anna in Frozen on Broadway, um, she was on Chicago Med. Her and her husband, Colin, uh, Colin Donnell, who was also a, a Broadway alum and was on uh, Chicago Med, they love the flavored chips. I... I, I actually tweeted at her when we were talking about this. I asked her if she'd had any of these weird ones that people were suggesting, and she said she hadn't. So I, I just don't get it. Like I don't understand the enjoyment of this. So mm. I, it sounds like we're in agreement that Doritos are moving on. Oh yeah, I just okay. I only included cappuccino lays because I needed to vent. That is a very fair thing to vent on. So, all right, let's move on okay. to sour cream and onion Pringles versus number five Funyuns. All right, again, never had either. What do you got? (laughs) Okay, this is hard. Let me think. Let me think. Sour cream and onion Pringles are the best sour cream and onion chip. Like, every brand makes sour cream and onion chips, but Pringles make the best. Funyuns are like a road trip thing. I'm going to go with sour cream and onion Pringles for this because I think Funyuns have, like, you can't just eat them regularly, you know, whereas the Pringles you can. That's what I'm going off of. But you need to try both of them at some point. <laughs> I just, they're not my thing. Like, I don't like sour cream. And I don't like onion. And so obviously onion is in both of them. It's just, I just, why? I'm too old <laughs> to try things that I don't like. You know, I've had this argument. Like, over the years, my palate has changed and I eat more things than I did when I was younger. But like, I'm I'm at an age where like, why would I make myself eat things that I know I'm not going to like? Like, what's the point? I mean fair i'm just shocked you haven't even like tried it at from like a bowl at a party or something so wait okay we're gonna go with sour cream and onion pringles fair but for the next matchup you haven't had a cool ranch doritos no i don't like ranch oh my god (laughs) i mean i like cool i like cool things (laughs) but ranch is just not my thing no i like salt you probably want to i like salt but don't really like vinegar yeah see salt and vinegar that flavor combination is just, it's weird. Like, i you would hate them. You would absolutely hate them. I know that for a fact. But, like, it's kind of like an acquired taste. The more you eat them, like, the better they get because, like, they burn your taste buds to a point where, like, you can't taste them anymore. Oh, yeah. Sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, I think kettle chips are kind of an acquired taste as well. Yeah. But uh, it's just not, I just don't. I, yeah, yeah, it's not my thing. Like, Cool Ranch Doritos is what I would side with because, like, I know how popular they are and how not unnormal they are. Salt and vinegar, they just smell weird. Like, vinegar in general, just yeah. like you use vinegar to yep. clean things. <laughs> like, why would I want to eat cleaning? No, products? like, they literally burn your tongue. <laughs> All right, so Cool Ranch Doritos moving on. Yeah, yep. All right, so that brings us to a matchup that might also burn our tongues. Uh, because we have the number two Ruffles Cheddar and Sour Cream. I like cheddar, not so much sour cream. I love Ruffles, as evidenced by our potato bracket. Uh, but that goes into 
um, we got this suggestion that we needed to include the Oots Red Hot, and I'm trying to find the tweeter who mentioned it, and I, I don't know that I can find it. Um, I apologize. But they suggested, they were the first person to suggest something for this bracket, and it's the Oots Red Hot Potato Chips. I don't love hot things, but I don't dislike them. Like, I love me some Cajun you know, hot Cajun seasoning on stuff. So like I, I, I can, I can get around with those, but you and I both have a bag of Oots red hot chips, correct? Yes. I have to open mine. Yeah, I do too. There we go. Oh my. The smell of these things. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. So we decided we were going to eat these things on the air for the first times in our lives. So from some of the reviews I've read, Tia, like, it depends on the chip, how hot it is. Like, how much flavoring is on said chip. So do you, do you just want to grab one randomly, or do you want to find one that looks like it has the least amount of flavor on it? I just say we grab one randomly. All right, so I've got one chip here. You ready? You need a countdown? Yeah. let's just do it. All right, three, two, one, go. The a okay, so while eating them, they're not hot. It's the aftertaste that has a little kick to it. But this chip... I don't even think the... A oh, yeah. yeah. It's there. But these it takes are a while. Yeah, it does take a while. <laughs> oh, God. Um, here's the thing. They don't taste good. No. They are hot a little bit, but they're not overwhelmingly hot. But they don't I taste good. I grabbed, like, a really seasoned one, and now my eyes are watering. And it literally took, like... 10 seconds after I swallowed it yeah. for it to show up. It tastes like a barbecue chip. Yes. And then it just slowly starts to burn. Yeah, it's definitely a, a barbecue-y um, flavor. I am also sensitive with, like, spicy stuff, so. Well, I appreciate you making the sacrifice to do this <laughs> on air. Um, I was hoping you'd, like, scream, or me scream, one of us would scream. <laughs> Um, well, like I said, it's like a gradual, like it very yeah. slowly creeps up. Yeah, it's like one of those cartoon thermometers where it like slowly <laughs> yeah. goes up next to like Jerry or Tom, man. whichever ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like it eventually explodes yeah. out the top. Yeah, it wasn't super hot. It wasn't like there's those chips that like are now a thing that are like the ghost pepper chips. Like I would not oh, have been yeah. doing those. No. So, all right. So, give me your argument. Like, I didn't like these, but I I do like Ruffles. I do like cheddar. So, what are your thoughts on Ruffles, cheddar, uh, and sour cream versus Oots Red Hot? Yeah. So, if you're like, thank you to the tweeter who recommended these because I'm sure if you're like a spicy lover, you probably do like these. However, Ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream, those are my favorite. Mm. That's why they're at number two. Therefore, it's like a no-brainer. I had to. I have to do Ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream. They're my favorite flavored chip of all time. Okay, so we move back to the top of the bracket. We have the number one original Doritos versus number four sour cream and onion Pringles. Is that right? Yes. Okay, I'm voting original Doritos. I, I again, this is a bracket. It's chalk. Uh, that's what I would vote for. I will hear arguments on sour cream and onion Pringles because there are upsets. And we've said the Pringles are the bougie chip, you know, they're the mm -hmm. bougie bourgeoisie, I guess is what I should say. They're the bourgeoisie of the chip bracket. So I'm I'm okay with them being like a, 
you know, like a Gonzaga or something with the upset. So although <laughs> Gonzaga is like number one in the country right now. But um, so what are your thoughts? Sour cream and onion Pringles, original Doritos. So I'm looking ahead and I really want to I, I the next matchup is Cool Ranch Doritos versus Ruffles, Cheddar and Sour Cream. And if we have Ruffles, Cheddar and Sour Cream go all the way. That means they're up against sour cream and onion Pringles. And I feel like those are two very similar flavors. Mm. But but Doritos are nacho cheese. Ruffles are cheddar cheese. You're so right. I think you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't there. But I do think you're right. It, the sour cream connection might be a little bit too much. Um, so I, I see where you're going there. Or we could do sour cream and onion Pringles versus Cool Ranch Doritos. Because I do love Cool Ranch Doritos. I, look, again, Doritos are the only ones I've ever, I've ever had in here. And I don't, like, I like them. But my favorite thing about them is in, when they're in a taco shell. So, like, I don't feel super passionate about any of this. So, if you, I, I will let you construct the finals however you see fit. I'm totally comfortable with that. Okay. I'm just going to go with my gut and have original Doritos go all the way. Because I think I do think they're better than sour cream and onion Pringles, okay. and then Ruffles cheddar and sour cream also go all the way. I feel like they're different enough to be in the final matchup and not have like too much yeah. of a the same chip. Yeah, I I think Doritos versus Cool Ranch Doritos would be cool. It's like getting a a Big Ten matchup in the Elite Eight. It's fun. It's cool. But that discussion has been argued for years already. Yeah. We don't need to add to that. And I think Ruffles have the different texture, um, so it makes it a little bit different argument. So we have number one original Doritos versus number two Ruffles uh, cheddar and sour cream. It's the first time it hasn't been a 1-3 matchup so far. So that will be our matchup. We will have all of this hitting you live, I think, at noon on Thursday when the uh, podcast article goes out so you can vote on our Twitter feed, Land Grant 33 That will leave us with just one more bracket, Tia. That is the chip-adjacent region. So oh. it are, it's things that's like, they're not chips, but they're in the chip variety. Whether that's pretzels, Cheez-Its, combos, pork rinds, I don't know, whatever. We haven't figured this out exactly yet. There's too many. <laughs> There's a lot. It's going to be tough. So if you have suggestions... Feel free to tweet us um, either at LandGrant33 or at Tia Johnston underscore since she makes the bracket. All right, Tia, let's wrap up this show with our recommendations. I know for me, I am recommending something that I am thankful for because this is still Thanksgiving. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You can, you can go first. All right. So like I said, my recommendation is something that I continue to be thankful for um, in a lot of different ways and that is the TV show The Good Place. This otherworldly comedy ended its fourth season run on NBC earlier this year even though it feels like it was I don't know, a decade ago. But between like memes and gifs and jokes and clips, it just continues to bring like this ray of sunshine and morality into my life on literally a nearly da daily basis. Like I can't go a day without seeing something um, from the good place, especially because I have um, the Funko pop figures of all six of the main characters on my office wall behind me right now. Um, so I literally see them every day. Um, <laughs> 
But this show, if you're unfamiliar with it, it debuted back in September 2016 and followed four humans who had just recently died and kind of follows their journey in the afterlife as they square off with demons and angels and judges and everything literally in between. But it really wrestled with like real life, actual moral and ethical philosophy and honestly discussed what it means to be a good person in a world in which we are so often rewarded for being the exact opposite of that. And it did it in a way that was still really entertaining and really interesting. The cast is amazing. Kristen Bell, Ted Danson, Darcy Carden, William James, Har- uh, William Jackson Harper, Jamila Jamil, Jamela Jamil, uh, Manny Jacinto, Maya Rudolph, many, many more. Um, it's just a perfect show that came out at the perfect time in my life and in the lives of many others, I assume, that kind of reminded us about what being a good person really means and that it's not just about being automatically a good person that it takes work um it's streaming on netflix and peacock which is a thing that exists i guess um if you want to watch it uh, you really should it's it's only 53 episodes um, so it's four seasons but they're only 22 minutes it's a sitcom uh, so you can get through it fairly quickly it's silly it's stupid it's smart um all of those things at the same time and i find myself learning something new from the show every time i think about it let alone watch it so the good place is my recommendation that i am very thankful for on this thanksgiving holiday that's a good one and i hear that all the time about that show i don't know why i haven't started it yet but like my family members will send like memes and gifts from the show in our group chat and i don't get any of them yeah that, I all the time that. like literally i can't go a day without seeing like holy forking shirt balls <laughs> yeah. um so that's what which, they said <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. Or, like, Blake Bortles is really important in this series, believe it or not. So, like, you should really watch it. Like, it's something you can get through really quickly. Um, Not a lot of action and violence, so I don't know if Cam would be into it. So it maybe could be something you can watch um, when Cam's not around. But, like, it's really good, really funny. I've loved uh, Kristen Bell since the Veronica Mars days, so I love seeing her do anything. But uh, The Good Place is definitely my recommendation. So what about you, Tia? Okay, that is going to be my next show that I watch by myself because I just finished what I was watching by myself. Okay, what was that? Which is my recommendation. Oh, okay, good. And it's an easy one, probably kind of obvious, but The Queen's Gambit. Oh, it- Yeah. You haven't seen it yet. I know it has like so much hype and you're probably like, yeah, I saw that 10 weeks ago. Like, but it's so good. Have you watched it yet? I have not, but uh, I have a friend who's in it. Of course you do. So, uh, well, I don't think, I think he's just, I don't think he has like a big part. Like, I think he's sitting next to the main character on an airplane. Um, I don't think he has, like, I think it's just one episode. Um, but he posted a picture from it where he's sitting next to is like the the main woman is like a redheaded woman. Yes, he's sitting next to her on a, on an airplane. That's all I know. Oh, okay, that's still cool. But no, it's like it's it's about. I was kind of hesitant about starting it because it is all about chess, and I know nothing about chess. But you don't have to. <laughs> like that is the okay. least of the plot. So highly recommend. All right, 
cool. And that is on Netflix, I believe, right? Netflix. Yep. Very, very cool. All right. Well, um, the good place, uh, the Queen's Gambit, are recommendations. Hopefully, you all are staying safe and staying at home on this Thanksgiving. So you have plenty of time to watch either or both of those series this holiday weekend. Of course, Ohio State will play Illinois on Saturday. So let's hope that there's no nerves uh, around that one. Um, although I'm still going to be bitter about Lovey Smith shaving his beard, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Land Stick to Sports Podcast. If you're finding this episode on our website, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your daily dose of podcasting goodness. And if you like our particular brand of weirdness, uh, please give us a rating or review. Not like that Ohio State beat writer that I mentioned uh, last week. <laughs> so did you ever go back and find that uh, review that he left, Tia? No. Where did okay. Where did he leave it? Like what? It was an iTunes medium? review. It was an iTunes oh, review. Oh, iTunes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, and again, it was this was years ago. So it's like the people he was uh, upset about. Not even upset about, like just oddly Mad. pedantic with, um, <laughs> are like are like no longer here. So like it still shows up on our ratings, even though those people have been gone for a while. Um, anyway, um, don't forget that you can also follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33, and you can find me on Twitter at bwwmatt. Tia, where can people find you on social media? At Tia Johnston underscore. What about the dogs? At Buddy and Bella underscore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you all for listening, uh, all three of you that are still left. Um, (laughs) We will talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, and as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.